This feels so, so good. Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Welcome back, everyone. And today we are recording on a Sunday night. Dom, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I am a little bit sick. I don't know if you can hear my congested nose. No, I can't. Oh, really? Okay. I I tried to, like, get rid of it before we started recording. Mm -hmm. So the weather has been super crazy. And I think that's what If you're following climate change, it's not crazy. But continue. (laughs) I knew you were going to bring that up. Okay. But I was going to say that due to climate change, the weather has been all over the place. And so that's what got me sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know even how to dress anymore. No. Nope. I just so, keep a jacket in the car now because I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with this weather, you don't even know. You have to keep a jacket, an umbrella, a pair of shorts because it's humid sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I am trying to get over my cold. What about you, Dom? I am permanently working from home, so <laughs> which is actually so I think a good balance is work and having a place um, because working from home as first generation, uh, like having parents who like don't understand that kind of structure and also parents who wanted you to be a doctor in the first place is quite annoying. So oh no. Yeah. Um, so are they? They basically see you as their assistant, yes, I guess. Yeah, it's just like I have to constantly push back and then I'm too tired and it's just, it's a lot. And I guess they don't understand like why you would be tired. Yeah, when I'm physically and, not there, then they're like, oh, okay, and then she's like working. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how that works. <laughs> so they think that working from home means... She is our assistant. They think that, like, I can get it done in between working with them. Oh, I see. Oh, well, because, like, technology affords you the um, ability to work from home. Like, you can just, like, send an email, right? You can just, like, do things on your um, phone, right? And I'm like, yes and no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I literally just don't want to commute. Right. So, yeah, that is the situation. But on a good note, now that we are going into this fall season, a lot of shows have made a comeback. And I want to briefly talk about, I guess, some content that we're consuming, whether it's TV, books, movies. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be the topic for today. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this feels so, so good. We them guys, let me bring you on the block. This the movie, Red Box. We don't like the Red Sox. Fire hydrants on blast when the town get hot. Drink tequila by the ounce at the hookah spot. If you ain't from here, you cannot survive here. But Any you good the books food, or so you movies you've been catching here. up with, Um, So I finally, <laughs> finally, I think it's been like 
this show came out in 2016. Um, and I remember not wanting to watch it because I didn't like the title, but it was like called Scrotal Recall or something. Whoa. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. Um, but now it's like officially called Love Sick on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's a British show. So these two shows are both highly acclaimed British shows from Netflix, Netflix original series. Um, and you know how I feel about my shows across the pond. I really like them. I love British comedy a lot. Um, I like them. I finally caught up on Love Sick. And then the other one I just finished watching is, uh, Sex Education. Um, yeah, they're good. They're you know, love, coming of age. Um, sex ad was very good. It's um, really well shot. It's like really beautiful cinematography. And I actually found it really delightful, the show overall. Like I can't, there are no real complaints, <laughs> to be honest. Right. I really like the show. Um, it's cute. I like it. Um, and Are they half hour i mean yeah they're long they're surprisingly long for well what i think british shows go like i don't know sometimes they do go for like 30 40 minutes um and you know how they usually like last for like six episodes a season which like irritates me because we're american and we're gluttonous and we want like 22 (laughs) episodes um this one was eight episodes, and I was, like, so happy for the extra two. Because <laughs> I had already <laughs> set myself up for six, because I'm like, it's British. Okay. It's going to be six episodes, whatever, whatever. I'm just going to set myself up for um, uh, six episodes. and Right. Then I saw there was, like, two more, and I was like, oh, yay. And then the last episode was, like, almost an hour long. It was, like, 52 minutes. So it was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it was, like, having a really <laughs> nice treat. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a really cute show. I suggest people go see it. It's, I don't know, it's, like, it's, um, I don't know, it's, like, a really good coming-of-age and okay. Like, sounds, sounds like something I would be interested yeah, in. Yeah, no, it's a, it's good. It's good. It's not like ha-ha funny comedy. Like you're not, you know how um, Sick Note was like, you're like so surprised by how ridiculous that show is. Every single step of Sick Note is just like, why are they so ridiculous? And you're laughing really loudly. <laughs> or like Chewing Gum. Chewing Gum is a show that like always makes me laugh out loud. Chewing Gum and like, so it's not like that kind of comedy but it's still very good it's like comedy and drama okay yeah i'm gonna give it a try then Mm -hmm. and adding that to my watch list yeah and love sick as well love sick that sounds familiar yeah um we have a mutual who loves the show so much and he posts it um often (laughs) on facebook it's Pete. Uh, <laughs> Pete loves oh, the show. Okay. No wonder it sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm putting it in my list right now because this winter, well, I'm already talking about winter and we're just in fall. But anyway. Yeah, I don't understand this. Like, I don't understand this fall erasure. Like, why does everyone want to, like, erase fall? 
Fall is nice. It's sweet. It's quaint. It don't, it don't hurt nobody. Fall is by itself. Okay? Duh, Fall just wants to be, you know, just wants to relax. It wants to shed its colors. It wants to give you apples if you're in the New York State area. Like, let fall live. It's because everyone is ready for the hibernation season. That's why. That's weird. Like, this is the weird thing about people. It's just like they complain about winter and they're like, we love the summer. And then people who complain about the summer are like, well, we don't like the winter either. So, like, why are you hating (laughs) on people who hate the summer when we're very reasonable in liking fall and spring, the most tempered seasons? The most tempered seasons. Like, you guys just, like, want to erase the most. Like, it's, you guys have an agenda, I see. We know how you feel now. (laughs) have an agenda. It's like, I don't understand why we need to erase fall. Fall is doing quite nicely, except for that freaking 90-degree weather day. It almost knocked me out. (laughs) But we will not erase fall. People are not okay. looking forward to winter, especially I with the not. predictions that it's going to be very snowy this year. Oh, trust me. I am already planning on going shopping this week for more winter attire, okay? Yeah. Because I am determined to be wrapped up like a little taco. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. For some reason, I, I understand what you're saying about people just skipping fall and going straight into winter. No one likes winter. But the thing is that it just happens so fast. I think fall is one of those seasons that just happens super fast. Mm. (laughs) And next thing you know, it's winter. So that's why people tend to forget it. (laughs) And trust me, this weekend, besides the fact that I was sick, I... I think the weather was somewhere around like 50 or 40 degrees, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And today it wasn't too bad. It was, um, it was 54 degrees, I remember, but it didn't feel yeah. like chilly at all. No, no, it didn't. Actually, it was nice. Yeah. But even then, I was just like, oh, I'm staying in. Yeah, I'm canceling I was, the it was very cloudy. I, I was um, going to go out too, and I didn't go out. Yeah, that's the thing, that it was cloudy, and I can't function well when the sun is not out. So, yeah, I stayed in, which I loved. I cleaned my room, starting to prepare my my rack, my clothing rack, for fall and winter. <laughs> but also, I am preparing my, my watch list, I guess. Mm-hmm. And... One thing that I want to talk about, I don't know, Dom, if you saw the trailer for the new Joker movie? Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? I don't like Batman, so. <laughs> oh, you don't? Yeah, I think I talked about this. Remember we talked about, like, how I did not like any of those, like, Christopher Nolan Batman movies? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant that you didn't like the 
um, Joaquin Phoenix who plays. Oh, I love. Okay, I actually tweeted this not too long ago, um, and I don't know if you know this. You might remember my crush on James Franco, but prior to oh. James Franco, prior to my James Franco era, it was Joaquin Phoenix. I watched Parenthood. I think Joaquin Phoenix was twelve years old in that movie, and I think that was his first major role. Um, uh-huh. So I have been following Joaquin's career, even though he's significantly older than me. Um, <laughs> I think he's a brilliant actor. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Ah, okay. So you just don't... I don't like any like of the like, Batman universe stuff, no. Got it. Okay, okay. Uh, I went to see it on Thursday mm-hmm. night because that's the day it came out. And the, the movie itself it just leaves you with a lot of questions. Okay. Mostly about whether Joker created like all, everything that happened in the mm-hmm. movie or whether it actually happened. Because he has kind of like some... In the movie, you see some events happening and later we see that they, they didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like the Joker was imagining being with certain people mm-hmm. And so then at the end of the movie, it makes you question whether the whole chaos in the city happened, whether he actually killed the uh, TV show host. (laughs) Yes, spoilers. (laughs) Okay, I forgot to add that. I'm going to be spoiling the show, the the, the movie. But yeah, so it it leaves a lot of, uh, you know, questions. So it's a movie that you come out and you're debating, Mm -hmm. you know? I think that Joaquin Phoenix did great playing Mm -hmm. the Joker. I, I, for me, he, uh, yes, Heath Ledger. Yes. That's his name, right? Yes. He's still my favorite Joker. Mm -hmm. But with the Joker that Joaquin Phoenix played, it just gave the Joker more of a, he has like a like a sentimental touch because mm. when you always think about the Joker, you see him as this evil guy who is just causing all this chaos in the city. You know, he's the bad mm. guy. But in this particular movie, you you see him as like the other side of this bad guy. You know, what brought him to be this yeah. bad guy? Um, so yeah, I don't know. At moments it was sad and I don't know. I, I liked it, but I also came, came out feeling kind of down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Dom, I know it's not the I mean, I love you Joaquin, like, so, I, so. so you might yeah. be able to try, but not right now, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, I, I could do it this week. We can do a Joker <laughs> review. It sounds like when you're explaining, it sounds like, have you seen American Psycho? No, I it's haven't. Similar. We don't know if um, Patrick Bateman is like actually killing people or he's just having really violent slasher thoughts. Oh, okay. I'm going to add that to my list. Mm-hmm. I really like that movie. I saw that movie way too young, but it's very good. Okay, so yeah, I'm pretty sure it's something like that. So that was one movie that I truly enjoyed. 
And in terms of TV shows, what are your thoughts about mixed dish? I don't know if you saw previews for it as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, the, title okay, and, and the title alone is like mixed is already an ish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's already yes, like, it's, yes. the t- like this is why I'm saying I didn't like watching Scrotal Recall because of the title, and also Crazy Ex Girlfriend made me a little hesitant to watch it because of the title. Oh, like great. I. I guess, I, I don't know, I feel like I need to be market tested when these kinds of shows come out because I feel like I'm the only person who's just like, the title means, like the title does something to people. Like it, it can really like turn you on to something or turn you off. And I'm like, I'm always the one that's like, even if you have like a really outlandish title, which like the point is to make people talk about the title, it's still a turn off for me. Right. Okay. Yeah, I understand. For me, it's a little different. I think just in particular with this type of ish Mm -hmm. series, because obviously, because Mm blackish was first, then grownish. And so far, those two Mm -hmm. are good. But mixed ish, ah, the first episode, I'm, I'm just not really feeling it. The reason why is because in Blackish, we get a little bit of background information about Rainbow's family, you know, being like these hippies growing, growing up in a, like the, the commune, I think they called it. And so personally, I think that was enough. And now in this show, you get more information of how she's conflicted being mixed but I don't know if it was necessary, mm. to be honest. I think the way it's done, yeah. I just don't really, I'm not feeling it. And then also, in Blackish, Rainbow's mom is, well, she's supposed to be the black one, yeah. but she's not that dark. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. In mixed, in, uh, in, um, yeah. in Blackish, she is. Played by, um, I think, it's, uh, what's her name? Anna DeVere, I believe her name is. Um, who's, like, light-skinned. Like, she's light-skinned. Yeah. And yes. um, in the show, she's significantly darker, which is, yep. without the context, would be amazing because darker-skinned women don't normally have, like, lead roles like that, especially on, like... Yeah. national television like national family syndicated television shows you know what I'm saying so like that's awesome but then it's jarring because like that's not the same person it's like how they did with um yes. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they switched out Aunt Viv do you remember have you seen have, do you watch no yes so I there's did a watch it. Yes. skin Aunt Vivian and then they all of a sudden right. without explanation had a lighter skin Aunt Vivian and I'm like we can suspend reality for a lot, but that depends yeah. on the context. Like, if I'm watching sci-fi, I'm going to obviously suspend my reality. If I'm watching, God forbid, I'm like, someone knocked me in the head and I decided to then watch Game of Thrones, I can then suspend my reality and be like, okay, this is a, this is a fantasy play kind of thing. Yeah. But like, if it's, a, if it's yes. like 
reality <laughs> it's based on the things that we uh-huh. know and we already had a relationship <laughs> with the character yes. you need to give some kind of explanation or at least find something similar <laughs> yeah I don't understand why they did that and it makes no sense to me because we've already seen Rainbow's parents in mm-hmm. Blackish so now the fact that you're you're changing them up it just I don't understand the whole concept behind that so I I saw the first episode like I mentioned and I might watch the entire yeah I always say go like watch multiple like multiple episodes because the pilot is old it doesn't even matter if it's like such a great show and you end up really loving it the pilot is always rough and not rough because, mm-hmm. like, people just don't know what they're doing and they're, like, writing in the dark or something. It's because you have to do a lot of setting up, and that's kind of boring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, that's where I'm at with the show right now. Uh, it's, I, I think that from a one through five right now, I am at a three. I want to like it. But there are certain aspects of it that I'm just yeah. Karen not. hate tippies one, and it's a problem for me because I want to live on a commune away from people. Um, I want to live with people away from people. <laughs> like I want to live away from society in quotes on a commune that's also bed and breakfast, and like we just like plant our own. Dom is gonna be it. Yeah, we plant our own. Food, you know what I mean? Especially since climate change is happening. So <laughs> yes. we all like are self-sustaining and we have our own water water source and we also have like a bed and breakfast, kind of like Dwight did with Shroot Farms, but with more people. <laughs> I wanna be <laughs> that's kinda I wanna be away from society. I don't wanna work no more. I just like <laughs> want to grow some nice cannabis um and food and maybe have a goat or chicken i don't know as pets maybe dogs um (laughs) and that's it i was like i'm done i'm tapped out i'm turning 28 (laughs) and i'm ready to retire on a commune (laughs) by 30 you'll be retiring at the commune but karen apparently hates hippies so I don't. I don't hate them. It's just <laughs> not not the lifestyle for me. <laughs> um, oh, there's another show that I think we should do a deeper dive in, and it's on Netflix, and it's a documentary called "Living Undocumented." Oh. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I didn't even like. I saw it and I was like, I think I'm pulling a Karen right now and just saying, nope, because that's what you do with news. And I saw the thumbnail and I was like, Mm-mm, I'm going to pull a Karen. The way Karen treats news is the way I'm going to treat this. And that's interesting that you bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is that before we started recording, I decided oh to God. watch it. And probably 10 minutes in, okay. I stopped. The reason why is because I don't think that this show was meant for someone like me. 
this is more for someone that does not see, understand yeah, I knew it. what I, it's for the melanin is. deficient who lives very comfortably yes. in their suburbs and hears a lot of rhetoric yeah. about refugees coming to their town yeah. and don't really understand the intricacies of immigration. And I knew it. It's the same thing as like this, yeah. there's, um, really violent like police brutality videos that'll pop up in your newsfeed it's the same thing it's like right it it's understandable the target audience and the shock that you're trying to relay but you have to understand that that audience is not the only group of people that live here (laughs) that occupy the space that take in content and it's traumatizing for people who yeah, already it's know. just because I already know. I, I have family that are going through situations mm-hmm. like that. My parents themselves, you know, immigrated to this country. So I don't think that I am the target mm-hmm. audience for it. I've seen so many other documentaries about it. And right now with the whole situation... I just will not watch it. I I thought I could give it a chance, but no. It's just going to put me in this mood that I know it will take me time to get out of. So I'm not even going to continue watching it. I was like, I'm not watching this. I saw the thumbnail and I was like, this is not happening. Yeah, good, good, good choice. Because I immediately had to put on yeah. the office after that. So yeah, that is one show I will not watch. So on to happier things. And I don't want to put this as like, okay, I'm not interested in it. And I just want to, you know, like put the situation behind me. It's not that. But... Yeah, I'm just not the audience for it. Let the audience take care of what they need to take care of. Let them watch it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Another show that, and this is particularly one that I'm waiting to binge watch. Um, Which one? Uh, Superstore? (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Did you watch anybody? I could not hold off. Oh, I'm so tempted, but I really want to just binge watch the entire thing, especially because of how the last season Mm -hmm. ended. And I'm pretty sure it might pick up somewhere around there in this new season. But I just want to sit down and watch the whole thing because I will not be patient enough to wait for the next episode. No, yeah. Um, I would say, wait, it's shaping. The first episode is very good, so I think it's going to shape up to be a really good good season. Okay. And other than that, uh, The Goldbergs is one show mm-hmm. that I always watch on and off. Like, I binge watch it when there's no new season. And right now, there is a new season. So I've actually been keeping up with that one every week. And for me, it's just, like, funny, family sitcom so that's one mm-hmm. that i really enjoy watching i don't i don't know if you watched it i, I, I remember the, you told me that yeah. you stopped Wasn't watching it i told you about it 
No, I think oh, that okay. one I discovered on my own. Yeah. And then I told you. Oh, I loved it. it. It's such a cute show. Yeah, but didn't you tell me that, that you stopped watching when yes. Adam's voice dropped? Yeah. <laughs> it was distracting. I'm sorry. And I know as someone who is more child-friendly of the two of us and might actually be a mother one day, I might just have to move out of my house when my child goes through puberty. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. I'm child-friendly, uh, but with, you know, within reason. <laughs> uh, I think it happens around, what, like 11 or 12 when their voice yeah. kind of starts dropping? Okay, so we know up till what age your, um, yeah, your kids will be living with you. apartment time. Go, <laughs> go on your own. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, do you know when the new season of um, Insecure is coming out? No, I do know they started filming like two months ago, two or three months ago. Or maybe they filmed. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. still a while, I guess. I'm not sure, actually. But speaking oh. of Insecure, okay, we've got the tea. I mean, if you're on Twitter, most of you have the tea, too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so apparently the actress that plays Tiffany, the, um, one who is very sedity, very bougie, um, has her husband and, um, I guess this is a spoiler, but it is also pregnant. Um, and she is what they refer to her as like the light skinned one. From time to time, um, mm-hmm. Amanda Seals is the actress who plays her. Um, she talked about um, being kicked out or not even being able to go into the Black Emmys party in recent events. I don't know the exact date, um, but I know it happened really recently and she like opened up about it. And apparently she had some issue with Issa's um, publicist. And Issa's publicist was like, no, we're not letting you in. And um, I think Amanda confronted Issa about it. And Issa was like, the problem is between the both of you. So you guys handle it. And I was like, ooh. (gasps) And um, in addition to seeing a lot of people talking about like, how they never really liked Amanda to begin with, like just like fans or whatnot, or people who follow the show or follow her. Um, uh-huh. The actor that plays Dro actually tweeted something um, in response to the headline that said that, um, um, that said that she was um, unable to attend the party. Yeah, I think it was. Um, attend the party and let me just look for it he probably deleted it to be honest he said in a now deleted tweet ugh I hate when they do that says me who always deletes tweets um he said something uh, to the effect that if you're going to be disrespectful to everyone don't expect it or don't be surprised when people don't want to hang out with you 
Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And no one from the cast wow, so like stood up for her at all publicly. I wish she was going to say that so the entire cast yeah. doesn't like her. <laughs> or at least they're trying to give the appearance oh. that they're neutral. And okay. yeah. um, just like not talk about it, but also not voice like any support for her. Okay, okay. You know what? Now that you were um, talking about this, mm-hmm. I looked up her character and I found this article on Refinery29 that kind of describes mm-hmm. Tiffany. And I'm going to read this little blurb. And honestly, right now with what you're telling me, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's her in real life. <laughs> it says, um, Tiffany is an important member of Insecure's female quartet, even though she's not around as much. In fact, many women identify with her for this very reason. She is the friend with more of her proverbial shit together and thinks that the petty drama that her friends deal with on a daily basis is a little beneath her. She's annoying and pretentious, but keeps her crew (laughs) well-rounded. I think that's one of the reasons why I never really... Mm-hmm. connected with that character or never really mm-hmm. paying much attention to it. I just feel like she comes into the scene, does like some some bougie, pretentious thing, mm-hmm. and then she's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. That's how I see her in the show. Um, and I, I know you were texting me these, these tweets, and like I told you, if she was to be taken out of the show, I really don't think no people would miss her um yeah I mean I used to follow her on Instagram and here's my thing I think she says a lot of good things um she really does not deliver them well (laughs) there's some things she says I'm like this is unnecessarily combative Okay. Yeah. Um, and she will, um, sometimes people will be like, hey, you said something that's a little problematic and just like snap at them and then take pictures and be like, this is why I'm tired of y'all. And I'm like, mm, maybe sit this one out. <laughs> Yikes. I don't think she's entirely that um, welcoming. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, have you, uh, I mean, before Insecure, I I don't think I was ever familiar with her on other shows. No, I didn't know her before Insecure either. So is Insecure her first role? Oh, no. She's been around for years. I just, she was never in my radar. Oh, got it. Let's see. Anything else, Dom, you want to cover? This could be a short episode. Um, I'm so done, I- yeah. Uh-huh. This feels so, so good. We them guys, let me bring you on the block. This the movie, Redbox. We don't like the Red Sox. Fire hydrants on blast when the town get hot. Drink tequila about an ounce at the hookah spot. Yeah, me too. From here, you cannot survive uh, here. But do you, you have anyone so to highlight? Here, step up in our shoes, but... 
Um, I do want to highlight, I posted this as my um, story um, two days ago. Uh-huh. But it was, um, I think, Bronx Creative. They're oh, doing yes. a um, Bronx Narrative, it might be. Nope, Bronx Creative. There's so many Bronx <laughs> pages that I follow. So many, yeah, there's a lot. A Bronx Film. There is a... Um, I don't know if it's a workshop or it might be a scholarship, but they are doing something for uh, creatives in the Bronx, based in the Bronx from ages 16 to 19. Um, and I shared it and I'm looking for it now. I just wanted to highlight and send people their way. Um, I don't know if we have <laughs> listeners that young. <laughs> I'm not sure. Good question. Or we have listeners who know people who are that young. Um I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah. But, yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yes. There's a scholarship program, but I'm trying to look it up as well. I can't find it now. Well, once we find it, we'll put the links in the notes or share it on our stories. Yes. But, yeah, awesome things happening in the Bronx. And... Let's see. Oh, I do want to highlight something as well. Mm-hmm. This is a, a brand. So uh, I think I've mentioned them before. Rowley Bold. It is um, fashion created to inspire. And so I do know the founder of Rowley Bold. I'll check you out. <laughs> this is why people and, can't live on their commune because she's too busy hobnobbing. I am. And I've also been a model for them. I do remember so, this. Let's add modeling to my resume. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, the reason why I want to highlight them, it's because it, this is Pamela basically working on her own with the help, you know, of loved ones as well to, to get this up and running. And I think that they have a solid look when it comes to their Instagram. I really love that. Mm -hmm. And so that helps as well to spread awareness about the brand. And the fact that they they work with people that aren't necessarily professional models in order to create these photo shoots for new products that they're launching, I think that adds like the cherry on top. So that is why I want to highlight them. And also because... There is an upcoming photo shoot, which, of course, I'm going to be part of. (laughs) So I'll be sharing the photos of that, you know, once they're available. But make sure to check them out. We're going to link their website and their Instagram on the show notes. So make sure you follow them, show them some love, and purchase something from them. The t-shirts are really good quality. I have t-shirts from them. So, yeah, very inspiring and it just adds kind of like that extra touch to an outfit versus a plain white tee or something like that. So, yeah. And hopefully uh, we can have Pamela on the show. Yeah. Because, as you know, we're, we do have guests here and there. So we're gearing up this fourth season and just be on the lookout because we're going to have guests as well. Yes. 
yeah so that is my highlight that is it for today i hope that uh my my cold goes away asap mm-hmm. well if you rest and work from home and do what dr dominique prescribed you will feel much better <laughs> so i'm gonna send an email saying my doctor dominique rummy mm-hmm. <laughs> even my initials i'm dr dr I'm a yeah. double doctor, so I can't be questioned. <laughs> Her prescription was work from home. Forever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And what else? Rate us on Apple Podcasts because that is super important in order to get the show some more awareness. Because y'all know how these algorithms function. So, yes, we want to be out there. Well, thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. So, so From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media. Guys, let me bring you on the block. This the movie, Red Box. We don't like the Red Sox. Fire hydrants on blast when the town get hot. Drink tequila by the ounce at the hookah spot. If you ain't from here, you cannot survive here. But you with the crew, so you can come disguise here. Step up in our shoes, let us give you the news. And tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fear you? Yeah. We wasn't raised on the sick code, I'ma spare you yeah. This is not a scene that you can compare to You might as well soak it all in while you here, dude Cause this is the birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun yeah. Couple more seconds and the show's begun uh-huh. I said birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun yeah. Couple more seconds and the show's begun And that's from the Bronx with love, from the Bronx with Ay. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with Ay. Ay. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with Ay. Bronx with love, oh, 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 Bronx with love from the Bronx with a Bronx with love from the Bronx with a a Bronx with love from the Bronx with whoa, Bronx with whoa. love, whoa, 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 whoa.